Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And as always, I'm going to be kicking the ball over to John, Randall, and I for some video games chit-chat here in just a little bit. Uh, the back half of the episode's on the shorter and sweeter side. We're mostly leaning into uh, some of the stuff from the most recent Nintendo Direct. Uh, we talked a little bit about that, I think, last week. I can't remember if it was in the episode proper. I think a tiny bit of that along with uh, F-099, but I think it was mostly in like the little... Uh, preamble and postamble. I never know what to call those intro outro, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this week I, uh, on my end too, on the intro, probably going to be on the relatively short and sweet side as well. Cause I haven't had a ton of time to play a bunch of games lately, or at least the gaming I've been doing has been mostly just like bouncing around on my Nintendo switch. And I'm actually going to be talking a little bit about that next week. Uh, just bouncing around playing some random arcade games and roguelikes and, uh, retro stuff a little bit here and there, although I don't talk about that too much next week so much, maybe more like Neo retro, uh, indie stuff. Cause I've been playing some Annalyn, picked up a few other games on my switch and I've been going back to some other games too, like some indie retro inspired arcade games or, uh, even just like platformer, uh, campaign type stuff like a witch eye which is not a traditional platformer but some stuff that i've talked about on the podcast in the past uh um project starship x space dave just some like kind of pick up and play roguelike arcadey stuff i'm not so much talking about those next week but those kind of lump in with the stuff that i end up talking about like uh Annalyn and some of the other roguelike shovel knight dig and whatnot uh but otherwise i've mostly been just dipping back into that nintendo switch online uh stuff i've been uh going back to the game boy advance stuff because i saw that they just added kirby and the amazing mirror which i've actually been playing quite a bit of i picked this up on uh game boy advance like a physical cartridge back in my collecting days uh i didn't have it like at the time um and i don't even think i had kirby nightmare and dreamland i think i picked up both those like my my game boy advance days and i'm not going to talk about this game a ton either because i know john is a big fan of kirby and the amazing mirror uh and being more of a metroidvania fan than me i can sort of see why like for me i kind of feel like i'm like just going in circles kind of getting lost like i do in most metroidvania games and then this map system is like even more confusing. I'm starting to get the hang of it, but it's getting a little bit more confusing. But back to what I was going to say about the Game Boy Advance in general is like I did have like that very original Game Boy Advance, like the white kind of rectangle widescreen or not widescreen. Well, I guess it sort of is, but like that wide rectangle. And I love that form factor. Actually, it, if, if it had a better screen, uh, you know, the SP obviously had a huge upgrade with that uh, backlit screen. But that original uh, Game Boy Advance, I really, really love that. And I had one. And I had a handful of games, like I had some of the Super Mario Advance games, like me and my brother both had some games, maybe even my sister too, I can't remember. Um, but we just never had, or at least I never had, like a great collection of stuff until after the fact. And then by the time I picked them up, like I even picked up like a, uh, I ended up not hanging on to it, but I had one of those like uh, GameCube Game Boy Advance players. And I was like, I don't really like playing these games like with a GameCube controller. So I just never have really dedicated a ton of time to any of the Game Boy Advance stuff. Uh, for the most part, I've played a few games here and there on my DS Lite because obviously that was a huge upgrade on the screen as well. But even the games that I've played, like uh, I played a little bit of uh, Mario and Luigi RPG or Superstar Saga, I should say, um, uh, on Game Boy Advance. And that's another one that's on the Nintendo Switch Online where I'm like, I think that's just going to be where I need to dig into these games proper because it feels great playing them on the Switch. Obviously, there's a great screen. I'm playing it handheld for the most part over the last couple weeks. And yeah, back to Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. I'm just kind of like wandering around. It's actually kind of funny because we were just talking about uh, Resident Evil 4, uh, the most recent like DL. LC in the recent remake, uh, Randall was just talking about that again on the podcast, and uh, I was kind of cracking up because I ended up looking up uh, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, and it actually seems like uh, some of the like the Capcom teams 
that worked on Kirby and the Amazing Mirror and also uh, Minish Cap, Zelda Minish Cap, it looks like. I don't know if it's all the same people or teams or whatever, but there seems to be some crossover there. And then the game right after uh, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror that that team worked on was Resident Evil 4. Apparently they worked on like a couple of like earlier drafts of the game that never saw the light of day, maybe like certain elements of you know, the gameplay or whatever, but it seems like it was actually, it was pretty interesting. I'll try to put some links in here uh, in the episode description because I actually ended up kind of, I didn't dive that deep down the rabbit hole, but it was even just on the Wikipedia page for Resident Evil 4. It was pretty interesting, like seeing all these different iterations of the game, especially after, again, next week, Randall's going to talk about that DLC um, where there's kind of like some hookshot uh, mechanics that he was talking about. And that sounds like, like one of these Resident Evil versions, like they all have kind of like a you know, I don't know if it's a canonical name or just kind of like a fan, you know, just the name that people have come up with as like the code name for these versions or whatever. Uh, but one of the versions was called like the hook shot version or the hook hook mode or grapple version. I forget what it is now, but again, I'll try, I guess I'll try to put links, especially now that I don't remember what I'm talking about here. Uh, but yeah, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. I'm just kind of like the main thing that I'm mostly impressed with with this game is like I really love the pixel art. It's just amazing. Kind of just like it's, it kind of wasn't a huge surprise when I saw that some of the team there was some crossover. I didn't know that uh, this had any Capcom uh, influence here, but uh, it wasn't a huge surprise because I love the pixel art in Minish Cap, the tiny bit that I've played of that game as well. But um, they really just did an amazing job in terms of that. Like, I love all the different like power ups and like little costume tweaks that, uh, you know, Kirby puts on when you have the different power ups, just like little, you know, like all the Kirby games do. But there's like I feel like a, this is like maybe one of the first games that took it to that next level of like really upping the ante on like Kirby, like really kind of changing into a costume as opposed to just kind of having like a power up or like a flame on his head or something, which again, again, is like the case sometimes here, but I don't know, there'll be like a cool cape or I don't know. There's some really cool power ups. Like I just recently came across the uh, UFO and I was even thinking like, oh, it's a shame the laser's not in this game, but the laser ended up showing up a little bit later. Um, and I just, I just really love the personality and like everything going on in the game, like visually and the audio is great too. I mean, there's all the Kirby soundtracks are always great, but I will say the gameplay and the level design leaves, for me at least, a little bit to be desired. And that's why I want to don't don't want to dig into this one too much here solo, because I know John really loves this one. Um, and I think Randall was also saying when we were talking about it in our Discord uh, chat, uh, he was saying this is one that he also, like me, had not spent a ton of time with. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of excited to dig a little more into it. I've been chipping away and I kind of just, you know, my I just kind of don't know what I'm doing. Like sometimes I come across a boss, I've beaten two bosses and I seem to have added two more chunks to this like main mirror and like the hub zone. Uh, and it seems like there's maybe going to be like eight or 10 chunks total based on the size of those, uh, probably eight, I would say. But then I like sometimes get to these like goals that are just like you jump on a star. Then there's this little, like almost like shoot 'em up style mini game where you're trying to collect one ups and food and health and stuff like that. And, uh, maximum tomatoes and whatever else. And it's just like, I don't really know where I'm going. Like it is like they keep referring to it as like a maze style structure similar to a Metroidvania. And for me, it feels more like a maze than a Metroidvania. Um, but it still has like, you know, all the Kirby stuff you love um, with like in terms of like the cuteness and the gameplay and all the different power ups. So that's what's keeping me sucked in. And again, I've been just kind of playing handheld on the couch while some other stuff's been on the TV. So not like fully invested, but when I'm just kind of like, hey, I feel like hanging out with the fam, but I don't feel like uh 
you know, necessarily watching <laughs> what everybody else is watching. So uh, then earlier today, gearing up for the uh, Lions game uh, later today, I was like, just had some random like football on in the background or like pregame stuff. And then uh, was playing some WarioWare on that uh, Nintendo Advance or Game Boy Advance on the Nintendo Switch Online uh, and was playing that original WarioWare game, which for the most part, I actually have again, I have this game on the cartridge much later on down the line. But I actually primarily played this game on like the GameCube port that they did. Uh, which I will say that's like slightly more preferable. I mean, I, I do think the WarioWare games lend themselves a little more to a handheld style gameplay. But and there are some two player modes in this original Game Boy Advance version. But the GameCube version does uh, have some four player uh, multiplayer modes that are both competitive and or co-op. It's been a long time since I played that version, but I just remember having a lot of fun with uh, my cousin on a couple occasions. My cousin, my brother and I and uh just ripping through those and just just the nonsense. And that's basically what WarioWare has to offer here is just the nonsensical gameplay, the awesome presentation. It's got very much like a Sega energy, um, especially with this first one here. I was kind of like I've said that multiple times about the WarioWare and even like some of the Wario Land games have, or just Wario games in general have a little bit of that Sega energy. Um, and I guess I was saying that about uh, Shovel Knight Dig recently, too, or I'm going to be <laughs> saying that next week as well. But I think I mentioned it on the save it for the cast. But I feel like, I don't know, sometimes you just get a game that's got like, oh, this has more of that like Sega. It's like it feels like feels like almost like you're playing like a Dreamcast game on your Game Boy Advance. I really love the presentation of this WarioWare, the uh, original WarioWare game where you're like jumping through like the file. Like it almost feels like you're booting up like an old computer like operating system or something and you're jumping around and booting up the different uh, characters, games or whatever and Firing up a bunch of random micro games or mini games, I guess. Yeah, micro games is a more proper term that they, you know, use for the WarioWare series because the games are just five or ten seconds long at most. Uh, and it just keeps getting faster and faster and shorter and shorter as time goes on. And I'll say, like, I, I do. I know I've talked about a number of times on the podcast that like WarioWare touched is my go to when it comes to the WarioWare franchise. And even later in this episode here, we're kind of talking about the upcoming WarioWare game and how I'm. On the fence about that one, I, I may get it, may not, but like this one goes back to those arcade roots, but I do think a lot of times the gameplay is like a little too simple with just having like, for the most part, they don't even use that second button, the B button on the games here. So you're pretty much just either pressing A at like the right time or just mashing it or whatever for you know whatever mini game or you're you know using the d-pad or in this case the joystick on the switch to move around or either select like up down left right sometimes it's more like pick an option out of these things and you're just kind of like selecting uh with the d-pad but that's like also confirming your choice because again you don't even have time to like pick one and then confirm it's like just split second you don't have to even have time to think uh but i'm really having fun i'm kind of ripping through the campaign um but I will say, like, once I'm done with the campaign, I don't see myself unless I, like, maybe fire up some of those two-player modes or I was just doing, like, the infinite, like, jump rope uh, mode with Wario and got almost to 100, not quite. I got, like, 96 or something like that. Um, but I can't see myself playing it, like, a ton after the fact uh, once I, like, kind of rip through the campaign here, especially because I've played it before and I'm familiar with the games and whatnot. But, uh, like, WarioWare Touched, on the other hand, had me, like, really sucked into, like, going for my high scores. And same thing with uh, Twisted as well. I don't know what it is. Something about those, like, more tangible controls as opposed to just, like, button mashing or, you know, steering or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I still really love the game. And this was, you know, what started the series and what kind of, like, you know, laid the groundwork for the format or whatever you want to call it, which is kind of crazy and almost... It almost shouldn't work and almost doesn't work, to be honest. Like, it's kind of feels like a mess to a degree, but it's just 
made with so much love and so much like energy that it just it like wills its way to work. And then it for me in the subsequent subsequent games in the series, they were able to kind of like stitch some things together and make it work even a little bit better. Um, at least for me, again, I've, I just love WarioWare Touch so much. So um, <laughs> I kind of had a funny little ring to it. But on that note, I think I can kind of wrap up the intro here. I already rambled on a little longer than I expected and rambled on a little more randomly than I expected as well. But yeah, I'm going to kick it over to uh, John Randall uh, and I for the rest of some uh, Nintendo Direct stuff. And we veer off into some other stuff as well. But uh, yeah, I'm going to kick it over to uh, the three of us for the rest of the episode here. And until next week, we will catch you then and take care. We've all played some F-Zero, so I'm sure we'll end up talking about yeah. that a little bit. And, oh, yeah. Um, did you watch the Nintendo Direct, John? I just don't want to potentially like spoil anything if you hadn't seen it yet. Okay, cool. Nice. Because, yeah, speaking of games that got those upgraded visuals, man. Oh, man, that fu- that last announcement, I was I was pretty hyped. <laughs> Looks exactly the same to me. I don't know oh, what you're talking about. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I actually, I love how much it... The GameCube graphics uh, <laughs> pinnacle of a humankind achievement. <laughs> I don't honestly... think there's any improvement to be made. It honestly might not Smith? be all that much. <laughs> it's just lighting. It's really just lighting, which is Mostly, great. But they did, like, I, I did love that, like, uh just that slight extra like depth to paper Mario and like this, like the shoe was like detached kind of, or so I don't know. There's just like a little bit of extra, like three dimensionalness. No, it looks to the incredible. 2d stuff. It and I was like, so Oh my good. God. But yeah, it really, it really is mostly like lighting and stuff. You're, you're not wrong. I mean, which I'm sure is, there's better textures and this and that, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same thing with like, uh, it's exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Just like, a, yeah, but I was a like, remake. I was thinking of the Wind Waker remake. Yes. Like the the graphics, like were just so good at like the to begin yeah. with. You're just giving it an up, upscale and like putting it in HD and like yes, that's all you need to do. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, that game looked immaculate on the Wii U. Like yes, yeah. they could literally just port that same exact version on Switch, and it's like okay, sweet, got an HD perfect version of Wind Waker. Then you lose the map on, on your this little console. touch screen though in your hands. Yeah, though. yeah. I guess God, yeah, I shouldn't say perfect. I shouldn't say perfect version because oh. yeah i still i still wish i had that for like breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom i think yeah that would alleviate a lot of my struggles with like the just fumbling with the menus you know i'd at least be able to not have to do that for map type purposes you know mm-hmm. yeah so yeah definitely a shame but yeah there was some other even like like the, the little bit of stuff they showed on mario rpg too i was like oh the the little slight things they're adding to like oh now you can like if you land your t- attacks with perfect time it like it attacks every enemy okay, I was that, like, oh nice that is it, like, a game up the process so much better <laughs> yeah see i kind of i like the old style better I, we talked about I this can't before handle yeah. that fucking i like that blurry like, pre rendered uh, <laughs> pixelated like, yes mid 90s of a, 3D, like forcing yeah. forcing game boy camera when it just wasn't ready <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely bad, but I just there's something about that smear charm that I love. But, oh yeah, that's a um, time and place sort of look. That's for the, sure. Yeah. The yeah. more I see this one in action, the more I'm enjoying the way it looks. I guess, I guess it's I'm just psyched. that it looks like it just looks a little more. 
I don't know if lifeless is the right word because the characters all look pretty similar to how they look. It, it kind of does just look like an updated visual, but it just looks like too clean. I, I don't know what the right word is, but I think, yeah, it's just too, it's so much cleaner than those smeary, blurry pixels I'm used to seeing. <laughs> what you want is the slider that was in uh, Bolt Gun where it like, had you add back like artifacts and like oh lighting yeah, yeah. things like so it was just a slow <laughs> slider of degrading graphics and it it was a great touch honestly <laughs> i like yeah i put on like the like i had it as like the lowest resolution with like the worst textures with like weird light <laughs> source that i didn't even realize was how it was originally done it's and like, like huge oh. here emulated screen yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um, even uh even a short hike had that where you could like yeah. a dial like you could dial it up and it was like super sharp like i was like oh this is like it was cool to look at for a second i was like no no give me those ds pixels oh man. i never even messed with that i just thought oh, it yeah it's weird it's is. like it i think it even you can even like make it blurrier than it is at default like you can make it even crunchier which mm-hmm. is kind of cool yeah, um, I want those low poly squares all over the place. That's a, it's a good look. It's just clean. Yeah. No, it's not. That's what I mean. You can go even more low poly. You can make it more like Sega Saturn style. Ooh. It's kind of yeah. nice. It's kind of cool. Yeah. All I can think about is this like uh, Quest 64 level <laughs> of like, man, I, there is no real outline on any of these textures. Then you kind of just have to go with the fact that the colors are different. And that's where this object <laughs> ends. <laughs> yep i'm psyched about super mario rpg that's a game that i never really gave a too serious of a shot like i got my buddies super nintendo in that game amongst other games like maybe around 2000 or sometime then but like i played it a bit but i never got too far in it so like okay here we go this is it yeah i I picked up a copy at a at a pretty good price from just some random person on Craigslist like years and years ago. I got that in Earthbound and then another game that wasn't quite Ooh. as rare. But I remember I think I gave this guy like eighty five dollars for that both of those games and another game that wasn't as rare. It was I think it was but I think it was like Yoshi's Island or it was a Super Nintendo was, game. So yeah, it was definitely <laughs> another good game. You like did well good, for yourself. Like I, yeah, thinking back, I'm like, Jesus, man, even like almost Mario RPG probably goes mm-hmm. for like a good 50. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Earthbound is like, you know, a couple of hundred probably. Easy. These days. Yeah. yeah and, uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm in the same exact boat. Like I played just a little bit and I think I've even booted it up on an emulator in the past and just kind of on Mario RPG and just kind of been like, eh, play like nothing against it, but just never really got far enough to really get sucked in mm-hmm, and yeah. now after like having been in you know pretty into like the mario and luigi games mm-hmm. and paper mario it's like i'm a little more i think i'll be more invested in giving it a you know fair shake it's the but original you know what it is i the the original super nintendo version kind of remind like the style with the blurriness kind of looks almost more like claymation to me and like yes. you know, this new version loses that aesthetic a little bit which is that i guess put it on the links awakening engine (laughs) that's what i think it is right 10 frames per second that's what it looks like it's running on i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) although it's a totally different angle but it looks very similar in like the (laughs) totally different angle instead of top down it's slightly isometric 45 degree angles shifted in two directions (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I hope it runs smoother than that. I still can't believe they never patched that or like figured out a way to. Fix I can. That. <laughs> it just seems like that. I can't think of any other. Well, I guess yeah. Nowadays they just like 
there's all sorts of stuff just running at weird frame rates in the backgrounds of Nintendo games. But yeah. it's it, back in the day, it used to be like, too so desperately. Yeah, <laughs> so desperately. that's a good. Yeah, they're just yeah. pushing it too hard. They're pushing it too hard. <laughs> yeah, like that was the that was the thing that with the, the direct was I was seeing like the release dates for all of those games, and I was yeah. like, oh, all right, I guess yeah. they're getting a whole another whole another year. Yeah. yeah. Which is not uncommon for them, right? Even if they knew they've got this right. new one launching in March, they'll still support the old "quote unquote" console for another year at least, support. right? Yeah, yes. yeah. That's typically it's definitely their good. MO. It's definitely good that they're like, you know, they're at least make, giving it a good swan song. If this is yeah. Like oh, yeah. kind of the final wave of games, it's not like they're just petering out with like a bunch of, you know, half-hearted releases like. You know, the, the one game I'll say I'm less pumped about than I was when I first saw is the new WarioWare game. I was like, ah, huh. it looks a little more like it's going to be more like the Wii one where every time you got to reposition the smooth moves? remote and like, yeah, yeah. And I and I yeah, and I liked smooth moves, but it kind it did lose its luster after like the first time oh, for or sure. two you played it. Yeah, I was like, sure. yeah, we're like very novel WarioWare yeah. touched in some of those other ones like I just want it to be more immediate so that if you do have friends over that want to play, like it's a little hard to be like, okay, you got to hold it like a chicken, hold it like an elephant nose, you know, like a trunk, you know, it's just like, it gets to be a little bit ridiculous, which is part of the point I get, yeah. but it, I don't know. It just gets to be a little bit too hard to me to like yeah. keep track. It's a little goofy yeah. goose, but it's a WarioWare yeah. game. I'll get it eventually. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's hard to pass those up. Yeah. But. I will say the last like two or three of them I have barely played. So I'm just like, I'm starting to like, I'm trying yeah. to be more choosy of not just being like, I'm buying it because it's a Nintendo game. Like I almost bought that Advance Wars collection when I saw it at Best Buy one time. And I was like, you know what? Like they're literally about to release Wargroove 2, which I know they're not the same exact game. And I know that, you know, whatever, but the Wargroove 2 is going to have like a roguelike campaign mode. Ooh. And it actually looks like freaking sweet. And so I was like, that's more up my alley than and I like the pixel art style oh, more yeah. than I like this new like it's updated style. So I was like, I I am I'll be content with that. Like I don't need to spend sixty dollars on Advance Wars one and two just to play them, you know, right. when I'm probably never even gonna actually play them all the way through. So I, you know, I'm just trying to be like choosier with like I know I'm gonna play Pikmin 4, I'm gonna spend sixty bucks on it. Right. But, you know. It's probably not healthier just way every to be. Nintendo game because it's there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because they're just going to release everything. Apparently, yeah, this is a new <laughs> Nintendo that way. <laughs> We're not used yeah. to that. Uh, yeah. Used to begging and pleading and waiting 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. I know. Seriously, yeah. We just need Star Fox. That's like the last thing they need to do on Switch. I'm sorry, like what's, what's the franchise? I, I don't remember. <laughs> before my time. Before my years. Remember when Metroid Prime 4 was going to come out? no. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I've never forgotten. (laughs) It's been a uh, it's quite a logo dagger in my heart. Quite a logo. The entire switched. (laughs) Yeah, they really. Yeah, that was God four or five years ago. At least three, four at least wasn't it? Three, four. Yeah, at least it was early going. It was pretty. It was a while ago. Yeah, (laughs) I thought it was like and whatever, whatever. So yeah. Video games. Video games. I 
made the mistake of looking up the uh, composer for Heaven Will Be Mine. Uh, mm-hmm. Their, uh, uh, which one calls it, uh, Bandcamp. And there was a there was a vinyl of it that's been sold out for forever. So oh, now I'm, now I'm sad. At least it's Dang. at least it's sold out, and you couldn't buy it because then you would be tempted to buy it but yeah oh I, it wouldn't even been attempt it would have been immediate <laughs> purchase. Ooh, like it would yeah. not have Some, there would not have been any second between like me seeing that it was available to purchase and me purchasing it i completely yeah. understand sometimes those limited releases actually save me from myself because oh, i'm yeah. just like i don't want to be part of the rat race of trying to get the pre-order or get it immediately and like I'm just gonna accept that I'm never gonna own it, <laughs> you know. But that, but then it comes around the second wave, demon throttle style, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta pre-order, I gotta, I gotta order a copy. The last, last there are <laughs> there's a uh, Bandcamp album for all of the samples used in it, which is 140 tracks and oh all the loops of the game, in which there are 94. Holy moly. I yeah. oh boy, I'm saving it for the cast. Let's go. Yes, yes. <laughs> or let's speaking clap. Of, we should do some. I was just gonna say. Speaking <laughs> of, we should do some claps real quick. 